Welcome back, Emmy, and I'm a discussion litter. <laughs> My first question is on the second packet, page 259. Here, what, what page? Yep, 259. Mm -hmm. um, he said that, PK said that I would ask for forgiveness and agree to apologize to Mrs. Crossler or whomever at the apostolic faith mission I might have offended. But it was never enough. My mother demanded an orgy of confession. She wanted me to renounce my sins, reject my point of view, and go down on my knees and beg forgiveness from Lord. I couldn't do it, and so I compounded her disappointment in me. So. If he say that he can say sorry, that means like he doesn't care if like he say sorry or not, right? So why can't he do further stuff? Cause it just basically sorry, but just more like ritual. Do you know what I mean? Not really. So she say that um, he say that I can say sorry, but I cannot do other stuff like yeah. that for forgiveness or something yeah oh okay so like he will say sorry but he like doesn't really care about like God's yeah forgiveness. so if he doesn't care so why don't he just go with it because he doesn't care if like he say sorry or not because he's not feeling sorry for that but he still say sorry so he doesn't care if he received the forgiveness or not Right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. why don't he just do like he say sorry? Why don't he just beg forgiveness? Um, I kind of think um, he he just refuses to be a part of it because he sees what it like has done to his mom and how she's changed and is no fun anymore and is so, so strict with him. And he also has Doc there who's like... More who's, than Yeah, he's like a good role model and he has his own like belief system and PK has into that I think more at this point and so he just don't, doesn't want to have anything to do with it he doesn't want to fake it he'll say like sorry just to basically shut his mom up <laughs> but um, he just he just wants to like push it away and not do anything with it I think mm -hmm. that's a good answer yeah I yeah. feel like oh sorry no I'm just saying uh, yeah I feel like he really doesn't like the people who are religious like if you look back to like the Bach Choi guy, I don't remember his name is. Uh, <laughs> with like the shiny shoe buckles, um, like every event, like every person who is like a reformed Christian, um, or like a, like a Christian in order has like treated him like negatively, or like interacts with him negatively. So he has like a negative view of Christianity. Yeah, like yeah, all the like born again Christians kind of have seemed to. Not attack, but like insult his friends. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, he's definitely yeah getting that negative feel off of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're praying all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing nothing but so, saying praise yeah. his holy name and bless his precious name. Praise his name. Yeah, yeah. I think he thinks it's all pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little excessive. But that's all right. Um, some Christians, not Catholics. Because <laughs> 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 of sin. <laughs> oh, whoa. That was, that was the Lord speaking out. Sorry. <laughs>
the second one is on page 263. PK, PK, he say, in this world are very few things made from logic alone. It is illogical for a man to be too logical. Some things we must just let stand. The mystery is more important than any possible explanation. He paused for a moment and tapped his fingers on the edge of the piano keyboard. The, the searcher after truth must search what humanity, humanity, ruthless logic is the sign of a limit, a limited mind. The truth can only add to the sum of what you know. Why are while a harmless mystery left unexplored, often adds to the meaning of life. When a truth is not so important, it is better left a mystery to agree with the with thought. Yeah, to a degree. I think um, I had to read this a couple times. I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> I think he's saying. Kind of what Hoppy said, you have to think with your head and your heart, um, and not just your head, because otherwise, like, um, PK's friend who was boxing the bigger guy and lost, he was thinking too much with his head, um, and so I think Doc's saying if you only think with your head, like, that's not smart, um, and, like, you'll be wrong sometimes, so you have to, like, Take your humanity, which I think he's talking about emotion and stuff like that, and just kind of look at it from different viewpoints. So I think, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, because from my experience, I mean, I always want to know the truth, what is behind that. But for some unnecessary thing, like um, when when like you heard about people talk behind your back, I think like I wouldn't want to know who is that person because it just hurt you and yeah. you don't need that. So right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> What's your thing? Also, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of thinking, um, I feel like sometimes it's better to just like believe in something instead of like trying to find like the background story kind of of it. Like probably a really weird comparison, but like magic tricks. I love watching them, like, I love seeing how people do them, or just, like, them doing it, but part of me would want to learn, but also not, because it takes away the whole essence of, hey, magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree with you. I don't know. That was my <coughs> thoughts. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any thoughts about this question? I don't know. Probably exactly what Ellie said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Ellen's got so. good answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, on page 269, it's basically um, about the love that PK had for his teacher. Nah. So, Aww. do you think that, um, do you think his love is temporary or true love? Oh, it's definitely temporary. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, oh, like, yeah. he's like he's like ten. Yeah, ten. I don't 11. know. He I was kind of surprised. Do you remember like the um, the the movie we watched in English with um, the guy from the Sandlot and the lifeguard, mm. where the guy dives into the water, and then he pretends he's drowning, 
No, I didn't watch that movie. Yeah, you watched it. We watched it in the little clip. We just clip watched the clip of it. Do you remember that? We were talking about chivalry and stuff. And basically, this kid, he was, like, super oh, in love yeah, with the lifeguard. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a situation, like, similar to that. Similar to that. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of surprised that he fall in love with his teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is so much older than pretty him. Pretty sure it's not actually love. It's just, like, wow, you're pretty. Yeah. And you're smart. Yeah, so. yeah. He hasn't really met, like, a girl I mean, I don't want to be no, rude, but, like, he, he hasn't met he a hasn't, girl though. who's up to his caliber. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I know, I think he thinks it's going to be forever, because I know when I was in middle school, I was like, oh, you're cute, you're the one. I was like, okay, like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're younger, yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, you're the one. You're like, oh, yeah, you're cute. Really that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's what he's going through, especially since, it's like, the <laughs> first girl that's decently pretty, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and another question is, I don't know if it's a dumb question or not, but it's on page 290. When Doc said, Gil Piet never came, I cannot understand it. He would not have stayed away. So, I'm really wondering where, is, where was Gil Piet? Because he was like, he really liked this yeah. performance, this concert, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think later we find out. I'm pretty sure he's. That, yeah. Sorry. Um, like what was his name? The like, lieutenant. The big guy. Right? Yeah, the lieutenant had like mm-hmm. caught him with letters and like a picture, and basically just like killed him, yeah, like trying to get answers as to who sent the letters, what they're for, kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I thought. He, just, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he he smashed his face in. Jill Pete, he was on the, he was on, like, the boxing ring, right? Mm-hmm. And so he smashed his, his face in and then, like, kicked his bum and then, like, all of his yeah. organs came out. What I'm wondering is, like, okay, do you remember after uh, the concert end, he uh-huh. came back, right? Jill Pete came back to see uh, PK and said that he would pick PK up? No, no that that's was, not him. That was Gert. Um, oh yeah, he was the one who's like. Gonna I was kind of confused between those names. Yeah, okay. PK back. Um, yeah, okay. no, throughout like the whole uh, choir performance, yeah, like Gil, Gil, yeah, pronounce his name, um, was basically yeah in the ring and dead. Okay. Yeah, that's why um, the guy held up like the bloody canvas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was kind of confused about that part. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um. Okay, another one is on page 291. Um, here, when PK say he's dead, he's dead, he'll never be alive again. And then um, I kept pulling him and trying to make him come alive. Please, Gupia, Gupia, if you pray. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Um, please get up. If you can get up. You'll be alive again. Is true. I promise. Is true. Please. So, how do you relate this to yourself? Um, I know. Okay, this might get a little sad, but when my grandpa died, um, I learned after school one day, and my parents just like came to the school office and were like, "Hey, like, let's go talk," and I was like, "Like, no, like, that's not a thing. Sorry, but no, you're wrong," and um. 
And so I think he's just convincing himself, like, he's doing everything he can to tell himself, like, that's not real, like, he'll be back, because he um, became so attached to him, and he really liked Skeel Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely a relatable feeling, especially when something that dramatic happens. Yeah. yeah. First stage of grief. Oh, sorry, I was just saying it's the first uh, stage of grief. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, for me, it was definitely, like, not a death, but, like, when my parents got divorced, um... Like, I remember them telling me, and then, like, I just remember the next day, I was like, I had to have dreamed that. Like that I remember you talking happened. about that. And I, I was like, but I don't remember anything else from that day, so I couldn't have dreamed it. And, yeah, yeah. so there was definitely, like, a lot of denial on that. Which, yeah. yeah. I remember you... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it completely surprised me because it was like, yeah. that's a lot. I remember yeah. talking to you at lunch about that, and you, she, and you were like, yeah, I had a dream. Yeah. And then it was about that, and then... Yeah. <sighs> I feel like, like, all the, all of us, all the human, like, we always try to um, convince ourselves to believe in something that is, like, not gonna come true, that is, like, what is opposite what the truth, mm-hmm. to make us feel, like, happier, but what yeah. the truth, it just come to us, it just came to us, mm. it's kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like shock, just a lot of hope that it's yeah. not a great thing. Yep. Sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. And um, I just want to share this. It's probably my favorite, like, quote mm. in four chapter. Is next is the next uh passage. There was a trail of blood as I pulled him across the ring, and then I saw him. In his other hand, he held a picture of Captain Smith, Doc, myself, and himself. The corner of a photograph covering Captain Smith's head was soaked in blood. I feel like it was so sad, like, you know, when he was... Like when even he was gonna die, right. he still remember. Like he will still like memorize back to what has happened in his um, happy time together with other people. Although like it's not happened a lot in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even like when they weren't there physically to like um, be by his side when he died, he was like still holding that picture and thinking about like this is my family mm-hmm. right yeah. right that was heartbroken mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. I, I think this was like the one time that like i actually wanted to cry during this book i was like oh, oh really God, no <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah it was so heartbroken i don't know but like when i read the book it was like um i don't really care about the other like deep like details like when he fights with the others but there's like i just care about like um some really dramatic moments when people are sad or Mm -hmm. type of thing yeah Mm -hmm. i know i was reading it and the first time they're like and gil pete wasn't there i was like no he's dead but why i was like somebody i was like no i know he's dead but i was like freaking out yeah (laughs) as soon as yeah as soon as he didn't show up to the thing i'm like yep 
The guy healed him. He finally healed. Oh him. really? Wow! You guys I was more like, like he's got to be late. He's got to yeah, be late. Yeah, I was like that. I was oh. like, oh, is but he no. late? I I disagree. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally assuming the worst. Sadly, it happened. But <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> the other one is on page two sixty nine. So, this is. Oh, page 96, I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> so this is when um, Smith fights again. What is his name? I just don't remember. Like, Boxall. Yeah. Yep. Right? No. When, Wait, like, Smith fights. Lieutenant? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Borman? Borman. Oh, yeah, Borman. So um, do you think Smith still have the discrimination between the people of color and whites? Um, yeah, probably. But I think like since knowing Gil, or his name, mm-hmm. um, like it's kind of like faded a little bit, or like he likes some but not all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say like comparing him to the rest of the people um, who also hold like the segregated belief. I'd say he's on the end, um, the lesser end, because because of his relationship with Gil P and um, stuff like that. And he's also not going on, like, yelling at everyone like Lieutenant Borman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, yeah, I still say he's, believes he's a little bit better than the other people. Yeah. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like, there was a really, um, I don't remember what page is it, but it's around here. Uh, when Borman asked, like, why are you mad at me just because of that kafir? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was wondering if he still has the discrimination. Because he's white again, the white for the people of color, which is really unusual. I think it, it's just that um, Gil's his be- one of his best friends, type of thing. I I what I remember, what I think is he was not his best friend at first, right? He was like um, right, PK's best friend, and then he was like just become Smith's best friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think also it mentioned a couple times that. Um, Lieutenant Borman and um, yeah. Smith knew each other from like a while ago and they didn't really like each other and so I think if they had been friends then maybe Smith wouldn't have beaten up Borman as much um, mm. but since they didn't like each other I think that just added to it. Yeah and Borman is also trying to like usurp his power and all that jazz. Yeah. So the other question is on page 299. Why must a man always wait until he's dead for such a clever joke to happen? So as I told you, I share my thought is, um, it's like, I think it's like people always um, don't really value, like value the other people or other stuff that still, they still have until they just lost it. So do you agree with this thoughts? Yep. Yeah, wait, what was the thought again? Um, so the the quote is why must a man always wait until he's dead for such a clever joke to happen? Mm-hmm. So my thought is people always like they're not like they don't consider the other uh, people of besides them besides them are important until they're just not there anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's really easy to take people for granted, especially like your best friends and people you've had next to you for a lot of your life and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Gilby, they talked about him, and he was always really good at like slipping in and out of places and putting himself just where he needed to be and saying what he needed to say. And I think that made him all the more easier to take for granted. Yeah. <clears throat> and the other is on page 313. Um, it's sometimes when there's enough hate. Where is it? It's like sometimes when there's enough hate, this thinking can heal. The people will think some person to death, such as death, is always long and hard because thinking takes place over a long time. It is the hate. When it boils up, there's no stopping it. The person will die because there's no moody that you can take to stop this hating thing. So what will you do to prevent like your action? That action. You mean hate? Like us hating people? Like, um, I mean, we all, we all have some people that we hate. I, that's what I'm sure about it. Because, yeah, we don't want to, but we do. <laughs> but, like, how can we control ourselves to, like, uh, decrease our hatred? You know what I mean? Because, as they say, like, when we hate them so much and we just think about it, that would cause, that would lead to, like, an action to hurt that person. So what can we do to prevent that? I think um, instead of like thinking of all like the negative things and things that you don't like about them or just like bothers you about them, you can think of like what like good things that they do. Like I don't know, are they nice to others? Are they like I don't know, (laughs) just better things focus on the positives rather than the negatives. Yeah, and here it talks about like the moody um, because there's no moody you can take to stop this hating thing. Um, and in the back, it said that moody is like slang for medicine. Um, so I think if it's just important to, yeah, look at the good in people, but also if you're still struggling, like turn to like your family or friends you can trust or people and just like tell them about it or something because um, you don't want to turn to like drugs or anything like that because like even that won't help kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I was that those people, I would think like um, I would try to not care about them, because you know what? Like, if, even if we say that, just look at the good side of those people is really hard. Because when we hate them, we just like always like see them as a bad guy. That is like what I have been through. Like when I don't like that person, I try to not like. Uh, focus too much about that person or those people because when I think of them I I just like think how bad they was to like they treat me you know what I mean mm-hmm. it, I think that's just me yeah but. I feel like I don't know it's easy to not hate people if you figure out like what led them to the situation they're in now like for example if I disliked someone who, 
I don't know. If I dislike a certain celebrity because they're not very nice, I like, I think about the events that must have led up to where they are now. Like, the, the, the moments where they've chosen money or friends or like the moments where they've chosen to serve like those who are evil type of thing. But like, I mean like, those are really big situations that you're talking about. I'm just like... Right. Yeah, because... You end up, I, end, I usually end up pitying them. Okay, if it's like, um, someone say you dump like that. Yeah. It was like, you can't, I mean, it's not a big situation, it's not a big case, but you still cannot like like them you dislike them you know what i mean yeah it's just a small situation but like i think the best thing i can do is not care about them because sometimes if you say like i will look at the good side of them or something like that i think like there's just a really few people can do that and like i mean it's good to do that but uh for me it's like best to just don't care about it it's Definitely one of those things that's easier said than done. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and the last question is, um, do you think that PK and Muri, is it his name Muri? I think so, yes. Yeah. Can't, could be like um, a really, really good friend. Like, can they be best friend? Yeah, I think they're really good for each other because mm-hmm. it's the first person that PK's met that's, like, about his same age that is also super, super smart. Um, mm-hmm. And they both um, have an interest in boxing in one way or another. PK with actually boxing, Maury with, like, betting on it, making money, being the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good they also share the same interests. So, yeah, I think they're going to be really good pals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if Maury will ever let himself be friends with him. Because, I don't know, Maury seems very, very manipulative. What is... Mm-hmm. Like, he likes to control situations to, to, like, change it into his favor type of thing. And PK's not... Like, PK's walls are very high. But, I mean, I feel like PK's gonna like Maury more than Maury likes him. Um, I feel like they really, I mean, fit each other if they are friends. Because... Um, PK is like a thing that he he's like a thing that um, Muri has, and Muri is like a thing that PK has. So PK has been through a lot of like stuff, traumatic stuff in his life, and he has a lot of experience. But when I read about Muri, like in this book, he seems like he doesn't like he hasn't been through a lot of stuff. So PK can be like um like a mentor I would say in Muri's life mm. if like they they've been through like if they go through the dramatic stuff and uh like and Muri is kind of a funny guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's a funny guy. He's so talkative like he's like kinda serious but kinda not and he's like he lived with his like like he lived right with it this age, I would say, it's like, so, um, he doesn't really have an old soul, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, and he has money, 
I would say <laughs> he has money and PK doesn't have it as it's sad, but like it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah really. They're not. I don't know. I was reading this, and I'm like, hmm, this is kind of a bad betrayal of Jewish people, because he's like, Maury says like the Jews sneak in and take control of things from the inside out, and I'm like, okay, bud. Okay, what are you trying to say here? What's his name? Bryce. Bryce Courtenay. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry. That like. It's here. His name is here. Oh, it's a... Okay. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say here, Bryce? Okay, sorry. That just tingled my conspiracy theory senses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hey, do you want to go with your stuff? Sure. All right. Um, I was the bridge builder. And the first connection I made was text to world and the event from the book that kind of sparked this was um, I don't remember what page but people didn't want to take like a boxing picture with the Kafirs mm -hmm. um, and so like most of them like most of the white people kind of hopped out of that they're like not quite um, not quite gonna do that mm. and this kind of reminded me of um, segregation like White people didn't really want to go to school with African Americans just because of the color differences. Right. Um, and then my second event from the book was the choir concert where everyone sings along. And I connected this from text to self because <laughs> at some of our choir performances are like the Christmas concerts will have like lyrics to Christmas songs and like They'll be written on the pamphlets and then like handed out and the audience can sing along with the choir. So that's just what I thought of when I met that. <laughs> um, and then my third event was when Smith avenged Giel's death. And this is kind of text to text. This reminded me of when Simba avenged Mufasa's death <laughs> in The Lion King. <laughs> I don't really know why, it was just, you know, <laughs> they got what they deserved. Um, and uh, what previously happened in the book was like PK's feelings, or like was feeling love towards Mrs. What's her name? I don't remember. Mrs. It... Fossil? His no. teacher. Yeah, yeah there's another one. Is it? That with B. I don't know. The name was. I don't know how to. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yes. I know her name is Samantha. Yes. Bornstein. Yes. Is it really? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Very Jewish um, name. Okay. And I'm thinking he's probably gonna like try and pursue those feelings, or like he's just gonna discover more yeah. about love. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I feel like he's gonna marry like a girl that's exactly like her. Like he's gonna marry like a Jewish girl who's gonna like look exactly like her and like talk exactly like her. <laughs> I still think that he would marry her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little concerned about that whole age gap there. Yeah, decent uh, 18 but, years. But like when you watch that video, the boy is so much younger. Yeah, than but that, that's like a difference of like five years though. Uh-huh. This is a titch more than five years. Just, just a little. A wee bit. I don't know what, like, how old was he when he fell in love with He was ten. Yeah, yeah, he's like ten. And she's, or not, she, she's probably not like, she's probably like, maybe like 25, 28. 
at age range? Because the time passed so fast, do you think so? Like when he's just 10 and then just two or yeah. just one or two chapters later, he went to college. But, <laughs> or, right? Wait, no, 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 no. He's 12 now, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he just 12. went to oh, middle school. Oh, I thought school. that was college. No, that was just like a boarding school kind of thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. for boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Doc. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, I was like, why the time passed so fast? He was just a little Yeah, boy, that's relatable. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, I did find a poem that reminded me of a little bit more of the segregation and also in the book when um, they're talking about like um, where the kafirs will go in heaven and where the white people will go yeah. kind of thing um, <laughs> and how like they're going to have mansions but they're going to be two separate places kind of thing. Oh yeah. This poem just reminded me of it because like the first stanza is kind of more like what they said um, but then, like, the second and third are more just, like, how it kind of should be. Um, so the poem is called Other Children by Airbuster Bowman, I believe. Um, some children live in palaces behind an iron gate and go to sleep in beds of gold whenever it gets late. Someday I'll travel around and visit every land and learn to speak the language that each child can understand. They will want to ask me questions, and when, and I will ask them others, and until we understand, like sisters and brothers. I don't know. I just kind of thought, like, hey, that's kind of how heaven should be. <laughs> yeah. Segregation. But yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah, that's just my I'm sorry. I was reading that passage, and I'm like, you know, this is a very relatable passage. Like. I don't know, like you're you're asking your parents something about like why something happens, and they give you something that's a, like a clear logical false like fallacy, mm-hmm. or like I don't know. And the thing about like separate but not equal, I um I don't remember what book it was about. Um, it was a book about one of the girl like the gr- the first girls who was doing like integration or whatever, um, and. It's just like, sorry, um, like you, you'll remember that they, they always say separate but equal type of thing, but I mean, obviously the facilities weren't equal, the schools weren't equal. Um, but they were separate. <laughs> yeah, but they were separate. Um, yeah, that, just, that reminded me of one moment where um, uh, the girl is like, her, her hair is being braided by her mom, and then she, the, the girl talks about how, I got the best compliment at the store today. And the mom's like, what is it? And then she said, you're pretty for a black girl. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I I was like, um, yeah, my host mom talked talk with me about, like, another, like, of her relative. Mm-hmm. Like, when, I mean, she has a really, like, big discrimination between the the people of color and the whites so when he watched a tv show and he saw that uh african american sing and he was like 
Oh, he's like she is a really good singer compared to the people up like the college people. He said the college people, and I was like, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's bold. <laughs> that's a and, very bold statement. And, and my host mom was like, don't say that. People would punch into your face. Don't say that. But he oh, was yeah. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week I'm the addiction detective. And so I'm Allie. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, so on page two sixty is my first one. Uh, the quote is: "The born again Christians were all working very hard for their segregated mansions in heaven." We were just talking about this, um, but yeah, I, when I was reading this, I was so tempted just to throw my book across the room. Except I was not at home, and I didn't want to throw it across in public. Anyway, um, so. I chose it because it shows why PK feels the way he does um, in the oddities of um, their his mom's religion, and it proves why he doesn't follow it. Um, and I think the author selected this because it shows um, just how deep the racism goes, and that born again doesn't mean you're all good and stuff, because like even if you're born again, you're still like super racist, and um, you really don't know what the like, a, I mean, even close to, like, a good path in life, I think we could agree, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of their religion is just for show, they're just, like, all witnessing it out in public, and they want the congratulations, um, every right. weekend from their community at church, um, and that's how they know, like, oh, you're a good apostolic, whatever you call it, I don't know. The fake apostolic Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I guess. I feel like the entire, like, this entire, like, the, the entire religion thing they do is just to feed their own ego type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my next quote is on 262, just a few pages later. Um, the quote is, The Lord had a couple of stormtroopers in them, all right. And I picked this because it's an allusion to Star Wars, I guess, which a lot of people know. Um, and I think the author chose to use the word stormtroopers because it shows how relentlessly they were witnessing because um, if you've ever seen Star Wars, it's, you know, just a bunch of people lined up in rows you know, like, shooting and, like, just, like, going for it, um, not really looking, caring who they're shooting at or whatever, um, and also how they follow so blindly, because stormtroopers, they're just, they're, they're just clones, like, they don't really have a mind of their own, they just take orders and do it, don't think about it, and I think in a way that's what, um, his mom, um, is doing, because if she would look into their faith at all, like PK did, she would see there's so many holes and stuff like that, and um, but she just doesn't want to see it, so she doesn't see it. And my last um, quote. Oh, sorry, I think about the stormtroopers thing. Uh, stormtrooper was a type of uh, Nazi soldier. Yeah, it's also. Yeah. I know that's what they were designed after, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, and on page 324, um, the passage is the only thing that protruded from under the peak. Um, was a large waxed mustache and that was describing Sarge when he went to the new school Um, and I picked it because it was super descriptive and I think it was a good example of like the whole book Um, there's a lot of very descriptive pieces Um, but I think the author described this the way he did like with a large wax mustache protruding from under the peak kind of thing Um, because right from the start you can tell what kind of man Sarge will be he's very um, I guess like military militaristic I guess mm-hmm. in the way that he's very polished, um, his nap, his mustache is waxed, and he has the cap on, and like, um, I could tell he's gonna be like a very tough person even before he was yelling at people 
because they didn't have a Christian name or they called him Sir or whatever. So, t- I have a question. Why yeah. would they not want to call him Sir? I was thinking maybe like the general title was better or like. He I said something about like I'm not a gentleman right now. Yeah, he I didn't want to like be referred to as like yeah, yeah. the general gentleman <laughs> title I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So, yeah. It was just like Sarger. Yeah. Sarge yeah. Okay, you want to go with artistry? Okay. Um. So I do like the little concert thing. Um, yeah, I do the concert, and the guys are there having a good time. Like There's, like, them. two separate, cra- or three separate crowds, because it's, like, the different groups of people, and then, like, the, the notes in between them are each tied, just as, like, each of them are tied through the song. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Wait, what are the little star things on? The fireworks. Oh! That was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this I is like with that. charcoal, so yeah. it's kind of messy. Oh. oh, I like it a lot. It's much better than my chicken. <laughs> so I just have a really small question. So up until this point, what is the power of one? That's a really good question. <laughs> I believe. Oh, sorry. Is anyone? No, go ahead. I believe it's the power of like how much one person can do, like how much one person can achieve on their own. Like PK has achieved so much on his own. Like he's united the tribes of Africa, basically. Like without even intending to, and he's just 12 years old. Like that's the power of one person. I put like one person in quotes because it's like the uh, oh sorry no 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 just like the the people. Like, it seems like one, but at w- all those people working in, unis- in unison seem as, like, one person. Oh, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of times you think you can't make a difference unless you're with a group of people and you're older and you're, like, you know, adult. Um, but he has definitely stood through so much, and he's, you know, mm-hmm. only 12 or so at this point. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with Teresa. It's just... No matter what point in you are in your life, like you can do something by yourself because you know you have talents and abilities that other people don't mm. have and stuff. Because I was like, um, he didn't really do it on his own, right? Yeah. All of the other people help him, and it's like a really big part led to like himself at this point. So I, I don't really get yeah. what is. I think one. it's. Um, I mean, one can be like one person, one like group of people kind of thing mm-hmm. but also like yeah with you and or like how you said um like it wasn't just him it wasn't but also like he's kind of the one making the change mm. but also um like other people from like his past helped him along mm-hmm. and like showed him things that he never would have thought of before yeah mm-hmm. so yeah maybe it could be like the power oh sorry the power of like all the people becoming one anyways um Okay, I think we're done. All right. See you next week.